0: the of
1: dancing. Hey, welcome to the Floor You podcast. I'm Paul Plechek. Joined as always by the the infamous Sonny Callahan.
0: Hello, hello. How are you doing today, Mr. Paul?
1: Our guest today, the one and only Sam Biondo. A, a anybody a ever watched Wayne's World? Earth. We're
0: not worthy.
2: We're not worthy. <laughs> not true. <laughs> you guys are absolutely true. Thank you for having me on today. It's great to see you guys.
0: Uh we're glad, glad you can make it, man. Love you, brother. It's awesome. Yeah. Glad you're here.
1: We worked on this for a while. That was one of the first guests that we had talked about. I mean, you were, we were okay. We gotta get this one and now Sam got and you know, here we are, we, we finally get it done. So thank you for joining us. No, nah, thank you. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Sam's in uh, Miami, so it's about uh, 90% relative humidity, 190 degrees. Actually, a little cool front came in, and so it's in the mid-80s,
2: and it's raining about every 25 minutes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we had, I'm in Wisconsin. We had a cool front come through, too. It was uh, 53 yesterday. No, that's an Arctic blast.
0: I was in Minneapolis last week, and they were preparing for their first freeze in Minneapolis.
2: Yeah, that's crazy. It's not that time
0: of year. We're ready
2: for freezing. Right. It's a little early. I mean, it's a little early for us in Florida. It's really subtle. The way you know that it, like if it's um, fall is on its way, is with when you walk out of the house, if your glasses don't fog up. (laughs) (laughs) It's <laughs> <laughs> not so bad today You're like, oh, that's, that's that's fall right there I can feel it in the air Look at it, it didn't fog up at all
1: Sunny's in South Carolina So it's probably still summer there too
2: uh,
0: I think it's like 78, 77 mm-hmm. I don't see any clouds Hell.
2: <laughs> What part of South Carolina are you in, Sonny?
0: I'm just outside of Greenville
2: My brother lives in Somerville?
0: Okay. Yeah, that's the other side of the state. Yeah, yeah. it's over by Charleston. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Yeah, look I, be,
0: live kinda, uh, I live kind of. I live kind of between Greenville and Columbia. Small Podunk town. I think there's maybe eight thousand people in this town, something like
1: that. Wow, there's like eight thousand people on the block here.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sounds like we'll be working on the patio next week. Out on the out on the porch.
0: Yes. <laughs> Yeah, we you you, Paul nice. Paul will be at my residence next week, so we'll be doing a a, a podcast together next week. Oh. So that'll be
1: good. Ooh. All that right. Good. <laughs> <laughs> he could actually punch me in the middle of it. <laughs> 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 so so Sam, you've come up through the industry. You've been in it for a long time. You like we said, you work for Mape. You're with the Mape Technical Institute, the training arm of it. Obviously, Mapei is a very involved in Training in the industry and, and works with installers uh, all the time trying to educate and, and help yeah. get them on the right track. Yep, yeah.
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. We do, um, last year alone before this, the, the new norm that we're all going through right now, um, last year I did, I personally did 72 trainings um, wow. in eight different facilities That we have, we have a training facility in San Bernardino, um, one in um, New Jersey. We have a training facility in Dalton, Georgia. We have one in Florida, here in in Deerfield Beach, Florida, which is where our corporate headquarters is at. Um, Garland, Texas. Um, I have training facilities in Canada, and so I sometimes the local technical reps will do the classes. But sometimes I go out there and do the classes. So yeah. I enjoy getting out. Uh, the one thing, it, by, me, by me traveling around the whole country and, and giving those classes, it gives me a broader perspective. I'm not just kind of stuck on how we're doing it here in Florida. Because it really isn't, it really isn't fair. I mean, some of the things that we deal with in Florida, I'm not dealing with three, anywhere else conditions, right? But I am dealing with moisture where to, to the point that I'm, it's like my comfort zone because we live it every single day, you know, vapor emissions coming through concrete slabs. So, um, there's just a lot, you know, it's just different to get out there and to see how other people are doing it. And again, you know, people always ask, well, is that wrong? And I'm like, did it come up? And they're like, no, it's the way we've been doing it for years and staying down. I'm like, oh, it's not wrong, man, if it's not coming up.
1: Um, <laughs> I felt that way doing inspection classes too and teaching inspection classes. It was it was educational to go to those other regions and yeah. see what the challenges are and see what they're they're dealing with on a daily basis.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very important. And it, 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 we're we're a nationwide company. We're not you know just a regional company. So I need to take a broader, bigger overview and picture. And it helps me kind of generalize the classes so it fits for everybody. Um, sometimes people want to get on airplanes, you know, prior to all this, get on an airplane and fly out to, you know, from, fly, fly, fly from New York to California and turn it into a vacation and a training. Yeah. Um, it, it needed to be, they needed to be relatable to that person from the East Coast when they were coming to the West Coast for a class. You couldn't just have a West Coast class. You had right. to just make, you had to kind of find the sweet spot in the middle. So that's kind of what we did. Absolutely. So how did you go ahead, Sonny? I was
0: thoughts? just going to say, how long have you been with, uh, Mape?
2: This is my 17th year. 17th uh, year. Yeah. I, um, it was purely by accident that I stumbled upon this job. Um, I, I, God smiled on me on that day. And, um, I, I had, I was struggling with uh, my knees. I've had four knee surgeries on my right knee and three on my left knee. And my, my doctor looked at me and went, you have the knees of a 60 year old man. You're 40. Um, You got to find something else to do. And I'm like, this is, this is what I do. And they're like, you know, you have to find, you you, you don't understand. You can't do this anymore. I'm like, I'm kind of good at this. This is what I do. (laughs) And. And, you know, like I went home and like the reality was started sinking in. I'm like, I got to start all over again. I got I got I got kids and a a mortgage payment. And fortunately for me, my wife is very successful. But it was just like, I got to start all over again. I what am I going to do? And my sister worked for a law firm that was handling a case for my pay. And she went, you should check these guys out. Mm -hmm. And quite honestly, I didn't even know what they made. And I, I, I went and applied for a job, and I got an interview. I came over here, and I got the interview, and I didn't get the job. And I was furious. I was like, no, no, that's my job. That I, I absolutely belong <laughs> there and called them every week for six weeks until um until they went, okay, get in here. <laughs> we just let someone go. Get in here. I think Mike McAlizzi, who is now the director of technical services for uh, – for um, custom building products, he was our—he was our, my manager here, and he went get in here so I can fire you. That's basically, <laughs> what he said. And uh, never look back. Um, it's been—it's uh, yeah. been a really cool ride, and uh, it's been very interesting. And
0: yeah, I, I was telling Paul, I think the first Mapei Institute I went to was in like '97. <sighs> So Chuck, it was Chuck Urtiaga. That's, that's who I went. To. Wow. Yeah. And then I, I went to one of yours in the early 2000s. So it had to be between 2003, 2005. Cause that yeah, was the yeah, company I was Yeah, yeah, it was I probably was like it. one of
2: my first ones, like 05, because I started in 03 and, um, I, I, but I didn't, I wasn't hired as the trainer. I was hired as a tech rep, a t- field tech rep. So I okay. went and looked at people's complaints and then, uh. I just kind of, as you can tell, if you you guys, both of you guys, know me already, um, I it's hard for me to be quiet in in that type of setting. And, <laughs> and no, yeah. And so I can see your fan s- base is already watching you right now. They're like, yeah, we know. <laughs> Some, Somebody got sick. The way it was going to work was like Chuck did one section of the MTI and then, and then another guy did another section. And so the section was carpet glues. And the guy that was going to do it got sick and couldn't do it. And they came to me and they went, "Do you know anything about carpet glue? And I went, yeah. And they went, well, here's a script and you got to talk for a half hour. And I went, I, I went, I don't need a script. And they're like, no, no, here's what you have to say. And so I looked at this guy's notes on the script. I was like, oh my goodness, how does anybody sit through this? Right. So I just did what I like to refer to as a Sam. I just went, okay. And just like took the script, walked up, got behind the microphone. Once I had the microphone, took the script, threw it you on never
0: the never let go.
2: Right. <laughs> you, rest, you come and get the mic out of my hand. And then and wound up talking for an hour and a half about glue. Like, you know, people
1: were like, yeah. you,
2: you made it sound interesting. I go, it is kind of interesting. It's sticking the stuff doesn't stick to stuff why does that happen what causes it you know did it you know all these different things can happen and just took off from there and i just morphed into this guy
0: now that you say that it was 2005 because it was with chuck's brother what was his oh you know who i'm talking about it's got a funny name oh uh he brought marazzi
2: uh, yeah, uh, Candido, right? Candido. Or, uh, yeah, yeah.
0: Candido Orteaga. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how can I forget Candido Orteaga? Yeah. And it was him and Robert who was the agent for um, uh, South America.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah they yeah, had yeah. that
0: Genesis, uh, that company Genesis transition pieces. That's yeah. why I went to your thing. It's all coming uh, back. Look now.
1: at
2: Take that. It's all, come, it's all coming back now.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, that was 2005. That's 15 years ago. So.
2: Yeah, it's been quite it's been quite a ride, man. It's been it's it really is interesting for me and I really enjoy it. And I always joke with people that there are just things inside of my head that I need to say out loud, you know, and, 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 you know, I always tell everybody I don't know everything. I learn something new every single day and I'm like, ah, why didn't I figure that out? I feel stupid. I didn't figure that out before, but that's OK. Everything I know, I'm willing to share. That almost so,
0: makes sense. Why didn't I think of that? Yeah, right? I get no, that. no,
2: no, yeah. no, no. That's exactly yep. right. And the advantage I have here is we have, you know, I'm. this is our corporate headquarters. So we have our laboratories here and um, I run downstairs. We got great scientists and they all speak English, which in other words, I mean that in the sense that they're not so smart. Some scientists are so smart that they don't, they don't have speak good, science. They don't they have they don't have good people skills, you know, and they're just like looking at you like, why is this person talking to me? You know, they're all really good, man. David is amazing. And so I'm like, OK, 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 okay. one time on a job and then I spilled soda on the floor and yeah. then we just put glue over top of it. And that's where it failed. What happened? <laughs> and then he like he starts to explain. I'm like, no, don't, no. Again, what happened? Like, I don't I'm not getting it. And until he you know he breaks it down into a SAM language to where it makes sense in my head. And then I go, Ah. <laughs> oh. Cause you only remember your failures. You never really remember your successes.
0: Well, that's certainly what you're remembered
2: by, you know. Yeah. Yeah, you can do five hundred jobs to write. They only want to talk about the one that went wrong.
1: Yeah. No scientists See? have a they have a gift if they can actually communicate their knowledge to people that don't understand anything about what they're talking about. That's that's really a gift.
0: Oh, no, Yeah. You're not exaggerating at all. I mean, that's where, you know, I I cut my teeth when I came on the manufacturing side was in the lab and, you know, and I was blessed to have folks who could do that. But there's some people on the other side dealing with a different division that certainly couldn't right yeah. they just they couldn't make that differentiation they had to show you how smart they are there's nothing yeah. more activating to me than that
2: yeah there i'm with you on that i already know how smart you are that's why i'm coming to you and asking you that should be <laughs> right. that should be the acknowledgement yeah, that, of your Yeah that's smartness. it exactly. <laughs> that's that's all you're going to get out of me by the way <laughs> is that i'm coming to you to ask you um so please <laughs> enlighten me with your brilliance in a language that i understand um, Right. and i'm going to keep asking until i understand it and and it cuz that's my job but more importantly it's just the way i'm wired my dad was a mechanic my grandfather was a master carpenter he built spiral staircases he built brick fireplaces he did custom bookshelves and so that engineering that that ability that you can build anything that you want you know that idea is in my head i just so think my wheels are always churning about why did this go wrong how do i build this how do i do that better um, I always joke, I, I, I watch Gold Rush, and I'm constantly screaming, going, no, Todd, weld the piece to the sluice box so it <laughs> stop shaking and get this thing up. <laughs> it's, it's just,
1: it's just the way it, it is, I love man.
2: It. It's, it's just I the love way it. it is inside.
1: So what?
0: let's go back (laughs) let's go back to when your knees were hurting what were you doing when your knees were hurting what kind of floors were you installing or okay material
2: we'll start from the beginning i started off in the union in south florida which wasn't a big strong union but there was one back in the 80s um early 80s and it was the allied flooring division and uh I went to union school and the allied flooring division was also part of the carpenters union. So I had to go to union school on Tuesday and on Thursday I had to go to carpenter school. Um, So I had to go flooring school Tuesday, carpenter school on, on Thursdays and really hated the fact that I had to go to carpenter school. And it was the greatest thing that ever happened to me, by the way, on a side note, because what I learned how to do in carpenter school was how to build stairs. And then you just take that and just park that in the back of my brain and I flash forward 15 years, and now I'm doing custom wood floors with stairs. And now I'm building the stairs, I'm building the staircases, we're putting in the wood floors. But I did, I, I went to work, if I can say companies' names, um, I went to work for Acousti. So I, I came out of the gate working Big years in Florida. Now. Yep. Right, right. Huge in Florida. Huge, and I worked, yep. for, I worked for Acousti, and almost all of the work that I did was institutional type work hospitals, schools um airports you know things like that i mean there was your occasional smaller job grocery stores was probably the smallest jobs that we did so i i was kind of my teeth were cut on on 15000 square foot jobs and the occasional 100000 or 200000 square foot job would pop up and it it just it just didn't scare us you know i just wasn't scared of it i wasn't afraid of it it's just a whole bunch of 10000 square foot jobs put together is the way yeah. You know, you've right. got to break it down in your head. Um, I, I and um, that's so that's all, my history. on am doing I did vinyl floors and then I did um, heat welded sheet goods, um Med and Tech. Um, back in the day, Kane and Boltman was the distributor of choice down here. And so that's where we got our products from. I would go to classes there and eat the hot dogs, drink the beer and get the little little kit and a little badge. And uh, I did <laughs> so that. You went-
0: you went vinyl to wood or did you go yeah, wood to vinyl?
2: So, so I went vinyl to wood. So I did that. And then I went to work for a company called Lots Beach. And Lots Beach had a flooring division and a um, uh, a ceiling and insulation division. And then they split into three. And they the flooring division turned into trident surfacing. And trident surfacing start, did wood floors, basketball courts. And I learned how to nail basketball courts because that's a – that's an amazing thing to do, bending over oh, yeah. backwards, nailing little strips all day long,
0: um, running for four across weeks
2: the floor. straight, right, 100 feet, <laughs> 116 feet across. You you get four and a half feet done with a five-man crew in a day, and you're like, Ooh, wow, look how far we got to go. But um, Every two and a quarter inches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I nailed, uh, we nailed up, I nailed sand, finished, and striped over 90 basketball courts. Um and then started doing racquetball courts, and then started going, This hurts everywhere. I don't, I need to find <laughs> something. Right. right. And so then I went into custom wood floors um, and worked for a company locally, not too far from here, where I'm at right now, uh, CNM Wood Flooring. And we did high end homes. And uh, that's we, we, we've talked on the show before. It's a hundred
0: times easier to take a vinyl guy and turn him into a wood guy yeah. than it is vice versa. Oh, yeah. And
2: yep. I, I, you know, I'd say this all the time amongst my company because we deal with vinyl, wood and ceramic and marble. And everybody's like, well, what's your favorite? And I'm like, honestly, if you ask me, um, my favorite is wood because you can do so much with it. You can shape it. You can cut it. It was so unique. And it was once a living thing. So that is my favorite. But the hardest thing to do is vinyl. And don't let anybody yep. fool you, because in vinyl, I'm trying to hide my seams. I'm tr- I'm not showing them off with grout. Or when I do a tile floor, I'm like, look, I left all these big gaps. I'm going to (laughs) put colored stuff in there and show them off. Look how amazing that looks. (laughs) It's an accent. Right. I'm going to accent it. Right. And and you're right. Like if a vinyl guy has to deal with surface prep beyond imagination, it's got to be just right. You've got to have a feel for it. You've got You can't stretch the goods. You got to be careful how you handle them. It's delicate, and yet it's 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 bulwark. You know, at the same time, right. some of those goods. We, we started doing a ton of Pirelli rolled Pirelli rubber, the ones with the dots on it, at Miami International Airport. Those rolls weighed like a thousand pounds, man. Which oh. it, it was crazy, and you would roll the rolls out, and then cut them cut them like a foot on each side long, and you would come back the next day, and there'd be like a quarter of an inch. Oh, right. know, from being short that's how much it, it yeah, stretched it. during the rolling and then shrunk back up and it's just all those things <laughs> all those things make you better at the next thing you're going to do you like you steal these little these little anecdotes that you learned from the first one and you carry it off into the next one so a lot of the things i learned with vinyl helped me so much with wood floors and at the time we were nailing wood floors and and then glue-down wood floors came into effect, and nobody knew how to glue them down. I came from the vinyl side; I know how to handle a trowel and glue. It was a it I, was an easy transition for me, and it's just uh, it's been a, it's been a really cool ride. Um, probably the nicest thing anybody's ever said to me was the guy that I worked for last at at Trident Surfacing, the nail and wood floors, Jose, um, who's a friend of mine still. But he finally came out to see me at a trade show. And I was up on stage talking and he was in the audience and he's looking at me. And at the end, he walked up to me and he went, you've been training your whole life for this job. Yeah. And, you know, it's
0: profound words were never spoken.
2: I mean, it's just like, but it's true. Like, it was no intent that way, but it's just kind of the way it all worked out. So, yeah, it's been it's been a blessing, man. It really has been. And I have and I have a blast. I have some people have the gift
0: for it. I'm sorry, I mean to cut you off. I was going to yeah, say no, yes, some but, people have the gift for it. And you certainly do. I enjoy watching you every chance I get. So
2: you yeah. gotta have fun with it. At the end of the day, though, I mean that's it's, it. it. You know, it's
0: if do, you this, me, do this, do this, follow this instructions. Nobody's going to listen to you. You Go up there no, and have a little fun. You can relate it to what the way you've installed over the years. That's right. that's what's so great about it.
1: So right, right,
2: right. Like if you had me talk, if you if you gave me this job, like with computers, I would be like. First, unplug the computer to make sure that it's not, it's working properly. Then plug it. I, I would be that guy. That's who yeah. I'd be because that's not inside of me. That's not the that's not the way I'm wired. I'm not saying they're bad. I'm just saying that's not the way I'm wired. Um, the way I'm wired is I see floors. I see how they put in. How come they did that? Why didn't they move the seam over? You know? Oh my gosh, who did the patchwork here? Oh my gosh, this is beautiful. Who did this job? This somebody really knows how to handle a trowel. I mean, you know, all those things and and. And all of that's like in a nanosecond when I walk into a building. You know, I, I look down, I scan she it. She
0: analyzed it all. Yeah. So we all, my neck yeah. hurts from looking down so much.
2: <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Man you know, sickness.
1: But that's, I think, why you are a, a perfect trainer for installers. Because installers are independent business people. One of the reasons they do installations yeah. is because they're doers, not, not, yeah. not people that are necessarily prone to um, learning from books and things like that. There's people that learn from reading and from lectures and then there's people that just need to get all get their hands on it and go. And I think most installers fall in that category. That's why they're doing what they're doing. Exactly. Right.
2: Also too there's there's I mean if if you've ever I've installed for years and years and years, there's nothing more satisfying as an installer than walking into an ugly floor and in 3 4 days going, "Yep, I did that." Look at that. <laughs> and then yeah. turning around and going, okay, next. And yep. driving away and going to the next <laughs> job, like, you know, next challenge. And it's challenge yeah. after challenge. And because I did, I did um, bigger jobs, they weren't three-day jobs. They were like three-month jobs. But you know what? You had to learn how to plan accordingly and, and be careful, be judicious with your time. Um, and, 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 and pick a goal and, and go for it, man. And just – but it was the satisfaction – I, I always would I would always be surprised when I would go back to a job six months later for some reason, and I would go, oh, that's the job where there's a little hole by the door that we didn't. And cover. you
0: remember right,
2: right, yeah. everything yeah. about it, and then you go there and you go, well, this is better looking. Than I remember it. This looks great. We, <laughs> we we did this. Well, you're you're surprised. You're like we, we, did, <laughs> this? we, we did this. We did this. Who did this? We did this. Wow. Huh? 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 huh.
1: Because so can, bad. So now you're with Mapei. You're yeah. working with the uh, Maapei Technical Institute, or you are the Mapay Technical Institute, or.
2: <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So the I kind of, I kind of wrestled that job. Like once I did a couple of trainings, once I did a couple of trainings, um, I was like, okay, wait, 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 wait. Are you gonna pay me to do this? Yeah. I'm taking this over. I'm I'm taking this over. Like I just, I just like, yeah, I just don't, you, you left the door open and there were so many people that didn't want to do them, you know, and it's not that they don't know. They just not, they're not comfortable talking in front of people. They don't embrace it. Um, and, and not everybody, not everybody's comfortable. My wife is, is, you know, she works for a large corporation. She has lots of employees. Uh, one-on-one. She's amazing. If you put her in front of 5,000 people, she would probably just lock right up and wouldn't be able to do it, you know? And it's not that she doesn't have the knowledge. She has more knowledge than anybody in the room, but it's just not her DNA. You put me in front of 5,000 people and I'm like, heck yeah, let's get this. Let's see where we can take
0: this. (laughs) Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I feed off of that. I feel that energy. I feel that energy coming in and it just opens it up and just, man, um, it just gives you the, it gives you an avenue it, for me, it's therapy. Um, so, and, and I don't have to pay for it. I get paid for it, but it's, um, I, I, took over the Mape Technical Institute. Um, there's other guys, there's other trainers that I have, we have, I don't have them. We have them, um, all over the country. Um, they're usually our technical reps. So the way we're set up at Mape is we have field technical reps, we don't like our sales guys being the field technical rep. I want my sales guy to be a sales guy, and I want a tech rep to go out and handle technical issues, which can be a problem or it can be a hey, we got this weird job. Before we go ahead and purchase some product, maybe you wanna come on out with the sales guy, take a look at it, and help us and, and walk us through this. What should we be getting and what should we be doing? So it's on both ends of the spectrum. And we you work parallel with sales, I always say that we're their technical conscience. Um, because I, I don't want to hold sales guys back. Absolutely sell. But just maybe we don't want to sell that here. Maybe we want to sell this one and here's why. And just kind of guide sales into making sure that we don't have failures. Um, so I, I do most of the trainings. Um, as you know, I do the trade shows, which I have a blast at and like doing and look forward to doing them again. Um, but recently with this pandemic, um, we were doing a lot of in-house trainings and stuff like that, and all that stopped. And, and so now we're doing more webinars. Um, we're recording videos and putting them online. Um, you, we're said doing- you're the, you said
1: you're in your new studio
2: there. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically um, what we did was uh, we have a 5,000-square-foot a, a facility that's not connected to our corporate headquarters. It's called the Annex. And at the Annex, we do some real-world testing here. Um, we test products at our plant or at our facility um, scientifically. We're doing ASTM tests. So we're doing pull tests and shear tests and water submersion. We're doing all of these other tests to make sure it meets certain ANSI standards and certain, and, and certain um, uh, criteria. But then we bring it over here, and we have these vignettes that are 12 by 12, and we install a floor system. And then we turn the air conditioner on. We turn the air conditioner off. We dump water on it. We see how it reacts. You know, we, 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 we do a little more real-world testing here. Well, we've had to kind of convert a couple of the vignettes that we have here that we do experiments in into uh, a studio. So what you see behind me is this is one studio section that we have. Um, and I'll spin it around so you can see out in the other... So on the other side over here, um, you can see uh, some studio lights. We just filmed the video in here the other day. And it's a little messy because there's a lot going on here today. Um, but uh, over here, oh, sorry. <laughs> we just poured this, uh, this uh, self-leveler literally like 20 minutes ago. And it's just a temporary floor. It literally will tear it up in a couple of weeks and put down a floor on top of it. So we do stuff like that. Um, we check and make sure that uh, the, when we manufacture products they're made to specifications and they're and they're doing what they are claimed to do.
1: Mm. A little behind the scenes there. Yeah, always interesting.
2: Yeah, no, it is always interesting. And that's the beauty of, of of having the live MTIs when you come to corporate. If you come to Fort Lauderdale, to a class here to Fort Lauderdale, you kind of get a peek behind the curtain. Um, I mean, a lot of times people, are, you know, the plants are just manufacturing plants. So the recipes are written here in corporate and they're tested here in corporate. And then they're blessed here in corporate. And then <laughs> those recipes go to the plants and the plants just pretty much follow the recipe. It's 71 bags of sand, give me 12 bags of, of pixie dust, and we're gonna need some, and then they dump it all in a big giant hopper, and it stirs it up, and then they bag it, and it gets put on pallets, and that's what we do at the plants. And and we have a, um, we have a process, um, from the plant that all products sit for three days because we test it as soon as where it's manufactured to see if it meets certain test points and if it does then we release it out to the public um so there's one last quality control check beforehand but here at corporate you, you'd get a chance to go into the laboratories and see where we develop the formulas and see where we develop you know um the the enhancements to some of the products that we make and, and a lot of times that's really all that's necessary is you take products that are five to ten years old and you just go ahead and enhance them with some newer technology um this business is very fluid uh about every six months there's new technology introduced that change the scope of products sure and it really does know. and with the epa and constantly checking for a red list and constantly checking uh for uh, you know, making sure that co- eventually everything will be just be glued down with water. That's their ultimate.
0: Yeah, because everything else is gonna kill you.
2: Right, everything else <laughs> is gonna kill
0: you eventually. Well,
1: I know <laughs> the I know the facilities down there are really nice because we did the uh, uh, NICFI convention on there probably five six years ago, mm-hmm. and uh, Mopay hosted it. That was a that was a really nice event. <clears throat> yeah, appreciate it, and. Um,
2: you know, the cool thing, too, is in this business is we have really good competition, um, which I always say there's no honor in slaying a weak opponent. Um, you, you know, you want to have good competition. You, it, it drives you and it makes sure that you as a company don't rest on your laurels. Right. And, and that also, ultimately... This is about the, you know, making installers successful because installers are being challenged every single day with new backings and new, and, new, and new products to install out there. And it's our job to go ahead and make sure that we make the, the, you know, the patches, the levelers, the, the, the adhesives, whatever it takes to go ahead and adhere those things down and bond them down to ensure that, that that's not where the failure happens on the job.
1: No, yeah, that's great. I, that was one of the things, getting to know Sonny and, uh, and, and getting to know a lot of the people he worked with, even that I was really always impressed with. You talk about your competitors, but it, really when you go to these events, these guys all get along with each other for the most part and, and interact and cooperate where they can with each other. It's, it's something that always impressed me, not coming from that side of the industry, that you'd think they might be mortal enemies, but not really. No, we've got no. not
0: really. No. There's there's a couple of people who don't want to play nice, but for for the most part, ninety eight percent of us, we're all doing the same thing, and we have no one else in the world to talk to but someone who <laughs> does the same thing somewhere else. And it's like, can you believe I had this or what You're about right. that? And it's
2: That's it's right. a
0: it's a place to vent. So we love. No, it. No,
2: it. it's true. It's true. I, <laughs> um, yeah, I guess I can say this. So I sat at an event. And um, We're not
0: going to edit it, just so you if know. he had to think about saying it, this is
2: good. <laughs> the, the technical director for Ardex wound up sitting next to me, right? And there was a guy speaking. And this guy speaking was just saying all kinds of wrong things that were impacting him. And, I. and finally, we looked at each other and went, you can say something? Because I'm about to stand up and say something. He's like, "Are right, you going first, and then I'll go for, And it was instantaneously. We just bonded at that moment right there. You know, it was it's like... We're not enemies. I would look at it like football, okay? Just because you play for the Jets, I don't hate you. I mean, I love the game of football. You just happen to play for the wrong team. But you know what? I I don't dis. you know, you as a human, I don't dislike you. No, everybody in the business, and Sonny, you said it right. It's nice to find someone else to, you know, that you can actually share, you know, what you go through. Wow. Um, I, I get people telling me all the time, or, you know, sales guys telling me, oh, man. Uh, so-and-so does a much better job training. And for years, I I won't mention their name, but that's what I heard. And then I was in a golf tournament and played golf with the guy that does the training for that company. And the first words out of his mouth was, I'm sick and tired of hearing how you do the best job training. When I started (laughs) laughing.
0: (laughs) Same exactly.
2: Exactly. Right. So it's the same. We all go through the same thing. And you know what? There's no... What's the what's the reason behind being snarky with somebody? I mean, I, hey, I'm not a snarky person to start with, but I, if I don't like you, I just won't talk to you. I just, yeah. you, you just I'll ghost you. You know, I'm I'm just not in for drama. And, I, I said
0: things- this before, but one of my, I won't say first, but early on in my career with FCICA, I watched a presentation on rubber floors that was presented by Ropey, Tarkett, and Nora all wow. three of them up on the stage. Wow. And to, and that really was like, oh, if these three guys can do it, anybody, <laughs> can, do
2: anybody it. can do it. Anybody can do it. Cuz it was <laughs>
0: when Kevin was still there. So there's right. that going on. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and Don Stike and Brent Fike. So it was a great it was it was great to watch, but it was like, well, if these three can do it, anybody can do it. Is right. really this what is. I thought.
2: Yeah, no, it, but it is true. It is true. So and, and, you know, the one of the things, and sometimes I have to caution the people that work inside of my building that, that are just kind of have blinders on. It's like, you know, you don't install someone else's product any different than you install ours, right? I mean, blue is, you know, skim coat is skim coat. It's, it's, it's really, you know, it's really just a matter of preference. So one, of the, one of the hardest things to flip, and by the way, one of the hardest things to change an installer from is his skim coat.
0: Oh, absolutely. It's a feel. It's such a feel thing. It's all about feel and comfortability.
2: Right. I have a skim coat. I have a product that's not even a skim coat that I know how to skim with that if I went back on my knees, which would be a bad decision, but if I did, that would be my product of choice and I would use it and that would be the end of it. You're not going, there's no, there's no reason for me to go anywhere because it's in my comfort zone. It's like you said, I like the way it feels. I understand it. I understand what it's doing when I'm pulling it across. I understand when it's starting to get away from me. Um, and you, you can't train that. It's just you have to just kind of work with it and learn it. And everybody has a different feel, a different way that they do it. it
0: and we talked about that a little bit on a warm up before we got on uh, before we started recording about how comfort zone and guys and gals will do things just because it's comfortable to them may yeah. not be on the data sheet may not be on the bucket yeah. may not be in any kind of standard out there, but it's the way they've always done it right and and, and that's the challenge that we have as trainers not yeah. not not as the seller of the bucket of glue or the bag of patch or bucket of glue for you it's to make sure they do it right, right. you know and, the, and, and, and what I try to tell people is you're a business owner first because 90 percent of them are working on their own they're not they're they're not an employee. Most right. of them were subcontractors. So right. if they do something on their own that varies from the installation instructions, you just bought the warranty. You're carrying the warranty. Why right. would you want that added burden? burden? So I,
2: I, I always used to joke that on 100,000, on 100 square foot job, I, I'll try pretty much anything to get it done. You know, I mean, I'm not I'm not that concerned. You give me a thousand square foot job or you give me a 10,000 square foot job. I am reading the instructions. We need to get a pencil, a number three pencil. I don't know where we get a number three pencil at, but that's what we got to use. This to is what it's calling for, right? Right, right. That's what it's calling for. I'm by the book um, because I've had jobs fail and I literally have probably 95% of all jobs that, that I've been part of that have had some sort of failure on them. I knew why. Right. I, knew, I knew exactly what I did. But you know what? There was about 5% where I was like, I got nothing. Yeah, I have, well, I have no idea. I literally have no, I, I, there's no, there's, I am looking you dead in the eye and telling you there's nothing I did that should have caused this job to fail like this. I had a job. This is back in the Hardco pattern plus days. Um, <clears throat> I had a job where I was, we were putting down glue down Harco pattern plus and Their version of a moisture-proof barrier was you would buy third-grade sheet goods and turn them upside down and glue that down to the floor first. And then you would glue the wood floor on top of that. And I did this, rest his soul, at Don Shula's restaurant. Now, I live in Florida. There's God, Jesus, and Don Shula. And that order (laughs) might be a little, like, I mean, literally, that is, I mean, he is Uh the He He, is the icon, right, right, you know, I mean, he is just the icon, and uh, I get this hysterical phone call on a Saturday, you better get in here, your floor is all buckled up and coming up, and I look, and I'm like, holy cow, it looked like a Volkswagen Beetle was trapped underneath the floor. (laughs) It was about 10 foot long, and about 5 foot wide, and about 2 feet up in the air, and I was like, oh my gosh, and as I was looking at that, I watched a, um, a guy with a beer cart go by with the beer and go behind the, uh, the wall. And he was in line with the bubble in the floor. And I turned around and when I did the beer taps were behind me. And when he came back out, I went, why are you putting the beer back there? Oh no, that's where they hook up and the lines run under the floor. And then the beer taps are over there. I go by any chance, you're not leaking beer. Are you? Yeah. There's one, there's one of them that's missing beer all the time. We can't figure it out.
1: <laughs> and so <laughs> i figured it out <laughs> in about 15
2: seconds um i asked him to do a pressure test and he went and did a pressure test and we watched the floor raise up and go down when he put pressure on it and when you cut it open because the vinyl had trapped the yeah.
0: um was going to go through that right? right
2: and nothing went through it right but when you cut it open with a knife it smelled like beer. It smelled like somebody spilled beer right there because the carbonation was coming up through the concrete slab, so it was beer mixed with lime. Um, hey, yeah. was, I should have known it was the first Bud Light Lime is what it was. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and you need sort of royalty for that. <laughs> I was so relieved inside that it wasn't my fault that I didn't screw up Don Shula's restaurant, and he was standing there with his arms folded with just a scowl on his face, and he says, I don't care whose fault it is. It's your responsibility. Fix it. And turned around and walked away. I was like, wow, I just got yelled at by Don Shula. He spoke to me. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was easy. So, um, you know, what we did, I did just really quickly is I just cut out the wood floors. We cut out the vinyl. um, I drilled holes in a bunch of boards and then glued them back down because um, I didn't know how long it was going to take the carbonation to get out of the concrete Um, I'm glad I did that and it just vented out of there over the course of time and after about six eight months um, it stopped venting out of there and then we pulled those boards back up and just did a regular repair oh wow
1: and what did you charge them for that repair
2: (laughs) <laughs> charge there's no charging. You don't charge Don Shula. Did you not hear who we're talking about? Listen, there's a thing about fault and responsibility. Okay. It might not be your fault, but it is your responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> I always, I always say, you know, I always taught both of my kids that if the dog jumps the fence and bites the neighbor, it's not my fault. It's my responsibility. If I open up the gate and tell the dog to bite the neighbor, it's my fault and my responsibility. And yep. And if you show up on a job site and don't do the proper testing, you don't do the patching, you don't do what's necessary prior to putting that floor down, it's your fault and your responsibility. But it's your responsibility to check that slab. If
0: you would have done a calcium chloride test, you would have had some salty beer you could have drank out of the dish.
2: Yeah, that would have been interesting. (laughs) I don't know what's in this Petri dish, but it is absolutely delicious. <laughs> I'm going to keep measuring them. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: that, that would have been interesting. I don't know how that would have worked out. Like I, I, you know what? I got a question to ask David. Hold on. I'm going to write that down. <laughs> Will beer. <laughs> yeah, no, because that would have, um, definitely something would have happened in there, but it wasn't moisture and the, I mean, or was it, I don't know. Scientifically, yeah. I don't know how that would have worked out. Um, but, uh. Yeah, no, there was no, and on this job, it was a rush job. We literally had four days to do it, and it was multiple levels, and it was yeah, yeah. It was not, it was not a fun job, but hey, live and learn. And uh, yeah. you know, that's one of those lessons. Wasn't my fault. It was nothing of mine that I did wrong, but um, you know, it was something I had to address. And now I know.
0: Well, you know, you mentioned the the sheet of vinyl underneath hardwood. That was the go to for Hardco and some other manufacturers back in the day late 80s yeah. maybe into the early 90s guys are still doing that because that's what they did back then and that's yeah. and they're not realizing the vinyl is still gonna now you're just doing a vinyl install that's gonna have to react with that moisture and you got yeah. wood on top of it so you know it's one of those things just because you did it that way before doesn't mean that's the way you should be doing it now
2: right i, I mean that's so true and and, and just in this day and age, like I said, about every six months, we're being challenged as a manufacturer to constantly come up with new products. We look at the old products we have. Are there any chemicals in there that we can remove or should remove and replace with, with, you know, more chemicals that are current that do the same thing that might cost twice as much, but do the same thing um, that that chemical or that product does. And it's, it's, it's crazy, but you can't keep doing things. This is the one thing in our business. We need to constantly be taking these refresher classes. This is why it's good if, if you're a fan of a product line or you're a fan of a manufacturer. At least go to a class once a year. Just, just go and just, just go. Hey, the networking is amazing. You meet people and you see old friends. And, and, but the other side of it is you hear, you know. oh, my gosh, they have that now? Huh. Where have I been? And, and, you know, and, and, and you're constantly upgrading and updating. Yeah.
0: And you'll have this, you'll have numbers that you can call when there's a problem. You just pick up your phone. Right. And you're not stuck in the 1-800 numbers. You know, you've got an actual contact.
2: And what you're doing is now you you go to those classes, you're making, you're making friends with the people from that, that company, that class. Now you got some, like you said, a direct line to call. Hey, Sam, what's going on? This is what's yeah. happening, man. What's happening here? You know, tell me, how do I fix this? Or how, what do you suggest that we do? or you know
0: yeah. It's relationships. People buy from people. And if you can build that relationship and being as a, you know, again, we're manufacturers of, of adhesives and you do other things, but we have a, there's a little bit of a disconnect because there's a couple of people who touch it before the end user uses our product. So yep. if we can circle back around and build that relationship and then drive back through our customers, that's yep. that's as good as it gets. I mean yep. that's
2: Yep, yeah. That
0: that yep. helps everyone involved in that supply chain, you yep. know, because the installation goes better, we all benefit. So
2: yep. Yep.
1: Yeah. Yep. Paul, you've been quiet today. Are you hungry yeah, you all or right? something? Yeah. Right? Uh, I told you guys I had a two-hour conversation with web designer people.
0: Oh, so <laughs> Just drain the life out of it. I'm,
2: I'm sorry. He has a bruised brain. I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sam, I was on that same call. I mean, I hung up after 15 minutes, but he was on it
2: for two hours. <laughs> but, you know, it's funny you said you say that because um I'm pretty comfortable in my own skin about, you know, all the all the products that we have and everything that they do, but lately I've been asked to look into you know, how do we do webinars? How do we do, how do we film a webinar with your iPhone and a, and a wireless mic? And I'm like, I, you just, you plug it in and then it works. And then I, I, I Google it and I find out, no, we got to download this software and then you need this mic. Or where do you get this mic? Oh, it's on back order for six months. Or you can fly to Europe and get it, but you have to get it in Europe. <laughs> and it's like, it's crazy what's going on right now. And, um, it's crazy. All the things that I'm learning, like that, I never thought I would be learning. I'm learning about cables and 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 bandwidth and and all these different things. And it's uh, it's an interesting time. It, it really is. Uh, I joke that with my. I feel like I'm back in fifth grade when I was the AV guy and I had to put the tape in the in the reel. You were the I'm, AV kid.
0: Yeah. Did you push the cart around with the? I did. Big old got,
2: tube TV dude, strapped to the cart with
1: the VCR. Dude, it got
2: me out of class, man. Anything <laughs> to get
1: me out of class. <laughs> but you know, there's another aspect to it here. We do these podcasts, and there's guests that you really have to kind of prod to get answers out of, and you've got to be, you know, really kind of try to move. Lead the them along. I mean this is nothing less than an absolute compliment that I could just ask a question and sit here for a couple of minutes and listen to the answer. <laughs> <laughs> well one of the things when
2: I first when I first started doing these I'm, I'm I'll be honest with you I am more comfortable in front of people. I can read their faces, I can I'm having conversations with them and things like that. And I had to kind of learn how to do this. This was this was not so, a natural to me. I had to learn how to do this. Now, the fact that I can see you two guys' faces makes it a heck of a lot easier to talk to you. Yeah. But like when I do a webinar, I'm talking to, like I'm talking to my PowerPoint is what Straight I'm talking to. Straight to the screen. Right? Right. And we'll and I'm, right, and those are tough, man. And I'm, you know, I asked work, I said, can we get like cardboard cutouts and we just stack yeah. them up and then I'll just like <laughs> pick one and talk to it. And, uh, or just people just stand in front of me and let me do the webinar in front of you. I had to learn how to do those where, yeah. You know, with the same enthusiasm, with, you know, like, because I'm not seeing, I'm not feeling anybody's energy. I'm not seeing anybody's face. I'm not, is that right? Am I on the right track? Or are these a little more cerebral? Are these people? Did they, they but,
0: understand you, what I just, understand said? They just said? Right, right. right <laughs> are they the right, so right, awake? It was, right. Yeah, are they awake?
2: <laughs> so, you know, I, just on a side note, um, one of the things I have a philosophy that there are two reasons why um, people will watch a presentation. One of them is they're horrified to stand up in front of other people and talk. And so they're so glad you're doing it. It's just a relief. They'll just sit there and watch. They're like, "Oh my, like, I can't believe it's amazing. Look how amazing they are that they're doing that. And inside, what they're really saying is, thank God they don't ask you to do that. That would thank be like me. Right. right? Okay. And then the other side is the same reason that people watch NASCAR. It's because they want to see a horrible accident with fire and guts and sparks. <laughs> Wait for everywhere. the train wreck. <laughs> right? Right. And your job as a presenter is to go, and there's not going to be any wrecking here, but there will be some rubbing. I just
1: want you to know that. <laughs> And, well um, as, as a presenter, you also stand up there and when somebody is have when, when you're in the audience and somebody is struggling, it really feels good to know you're not the only one that's gotten in front of a group of people and yeah and not had the connection. And
2: you know, I, I presenters want, I are like want to get up, I want to get up and help them. I like yeah. I'm like I'm like, bro, 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 just take a breath for a minute. Here I'll just fill in. Um put my arm around you. Right, right. <laughs> Give me a hug. Come on. Yeah, hug but on the,
0: on the on the flip note of that, Sam, as a presenter, a full-time presenter. And, and, and I'm the same way. We can't be on every single time. It's no. not a 100% game. There's going to be something you're going to be like, wow, did I really just say yeah. that
1: up there? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I did. I did. You know, I'll, I'll peel the onion back and let you know. But I go through the night before a trade show. I'm like, I don't know the names of any of our products. Oh, my gosh what just happened? Like my brain goes numb. And I'm like, right. And I'm like at four o'clock in the morning, I am sitting in the room looking in our book going, what is it again? How do we, is that what it's called? I, it's crazy, but you just kind of go through, I go through that. And then the second they turn the microphone on, it's like, Hey,
1: all right. It's just a complete switch.
2: Right. Right. (laughs) But there's always that panic the day before there really is. So, I don't know if I should share that with other people, but I just did. So there it is. I think that was, well, it you know, it's
0: true. It's like anything else, you know, it's if, if you care about what your, your craft, you care about yeah. what you do, you're going to, you're going to have yeah. that. So,
2: I did a webinar a couple of weeks ago and, uh, if it, it did not feel good, it felt choppy to me. There was no, it didn't, I, there wasn't a flow. You know, the last thing I said didn't flow into the next thing I'm going to say, like, uh, You know, that's when when – when it's just going, man, when it's going along like that, you know, it's easy. It's easy to do. It felt – it did not feel good to me. And I got done with it, and everybody's like, wow, that was amazing. And I'm like, "Mm, yeah, no, I wouldn't call that amazing, but thank you. Um,
0: C-minus at best. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. That's what it was. uh, So –
0: we, we had Mark Violin on last week, so I guess you didn't listen to last week's. So I'm just kidding. <laughs> but we were talking about that. Is it, you know, because he was doing, he does some live training where yeah. he's actually interacting like what we're doing or webinars. And And I told him flat out, I won't do webinars anymore. I mean, I'll have 90 minutes worth of material and I'm done in 25 minutes. It just goes so much faster when you're doing that. And it I does. Just never feel comfortable. I never feel like I gave a decent presentation. Right. Um, I'd much rather stand in front of a million people and do it as opposed
1: to sit in front of a computer with nobody in front of me. Yeah, no,
2: I, I, I agree. I agree
1: 100%. You can't see where they're grasping it and where they're not. You don't know when to slow down and expand or to ask somebody, if, you know, does that make sense or – or we'll see if they're bored that you need to move faster on this section to get to another section. It's it's right. tough.
2: Right, because you need to read people's faces. Like now now uh, as crowds get bigger, there's a certain crowd size where you don't see anybody's face. They're just they're like those those like stocking face people. There's just like a. <laughs> it's so I haven't got big. to
0: that point yet, Sam. That's that's my pay. That's you. That's big, I I, big did, time. I
2: did that once. <laughs> it was I walked out there and I was like, Oh, wow, look at all of these people. But the cool thing was, was, um, and they couldn't see it. It was um, the stage had built in monitors built into the stage. They were like 52 inch flat screens, like every six feet all the way across the base of the stage. So no matter where I went, It looked like I was looking up, but I'm looking at the monitor right there and seeing my PowerPoint, never once turning around at the screen behind me. And, you know, now now once I locked in, then I'm just like leaning into it and going, "Eh, as you can see right here in slide six, it's really important to go ahead. And they're like, how is he doing that? And (laughs) and they could never see the monitors. But it was it was kind of scary. That is
0: pretty neat. Yeah. you
2: Couldn't see anybody's face. You just it was you couldn't. They, the room was empty. Was, they, they had, well, or the room was just so full, you just couldn't pick that person out. Because I usually like to pick people out. I like to pick it in sections. And, and, you know, I need to look over here, and then I need to make eye contact in this section, and then this section over here. And you want to make sure you're making – you're including everybody. And you want to scan the room when you say stuff to make sure everyone's getting it. And um, a big room like that, you just can't really do it.
1: Yeah. Well, you get the feedback on sound in a room like that. You either get a bunch of yawns that you hear, or you get some laughter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It was. It was good. I. I felt that was. It was good. Um. There was. You talk about a lot of energy in the room. It was. It was. <laughs>
0: I bet that would be I bet that would be neat i I would yep. like that, yeah,
2: yeah i I just like I got off the stage and I was like, I don't think I'm asleep for a day or two. That was I'm still wound up. <laughs>
0: get the <laughs> adrenaline going, yeah. you're done, yeah <laughs>
2: but um yeah, the trainings um it's difficult to do trainings right now. I did do a uh a a training, a live training, which was exciting um a couple of weeks ago, and they had a big giant room. And everybody was like 10 feet apart. And, it, you know, we just, we, we practiced social distancing. We wore masks. And I didn't wear a mask when I spoke. Um, but I did have a mask on when I wasn't speaking. And it was just nice to get out and see people. It really was. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, it, but. Uh,
0: yeah, I can't wait till we get back to being able to see everybody. So. Yeah. And I think, do a virtual think, trade show.
2: Yeah, I think once. Um, a vaccine comes into effect, I believe that's what everyone's, that, as soon as that happens, then it's on you to go ahead and get the vaccine. If, if, if you don't, everyone's just afraid they're going to get sued. So if you invite a bunch of people to your facility and then someone has it and spreads it around to the whole room, you are the one who caused it by inviting everybody in there. Um, but if once a vaccine's available, now, if you, did you get your, your shot? No, I didn't. How is that my fault? There's a vaccine available. You know this is out there. So I think everything on um, 2021 um, definitely will be will be interesting. Um, yeah. I see they moved all the trade shows back.
1: Um,
0: yeah, surfaces in the summertime.
1: In Vegas. June in Vegas, right? Isn't it June for <laughs> surfaces yeah. in Vegas? June
2: in Vegas. <laughs> I asked I asked Um, my, I asked my boss, I said, are we going to be allowed to wear shorts? He's like. Yeah, I, know. I go, no, like on stage, like June in Vegas. I said, can we wear shorts? He's like, no. I'm, no, seriously, they'll be dress shorts. They'll be nice shorts.
0: But I'll be staying at Mandalay Bay for this event. I usually don't stay on site, but I'm not going outside. I'll go the whole week without going outside. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
2: You'll just be staying. <laughs> you want to go wear it? No.
1: No, no. Walk outside, <laughs> burst
2: into flames. Do I have to walk outside to get there? Is that, do, the, do the hotels connect it? Because the hotels all connect. There's that know.
0: vodka bar that's all ice. I'll be in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, 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 yeah. We normally stay at the Vidara, by the way, which is really interesting. It's right by the Aria, um, but it has no casino.
0: Oh, yeah. see, that's what I normally do. I stay at one that does not have a casino.
2: Right. And um, it's the rooms are really nice. It's modern. It's built the same time the Aria is built. Like when you go into the area and there's a circle, it's kind of in the back corner back there. And man, it is it's it's because I like in the morning, I I don't wake up like I used to in the morning. I need to ease (laughs) into the morning and I need a cup of coffee to help me through that easing process. And I really don't want to hear Wheel of Fortune and dinging of the machines and all of that before Um, that. Right. Right. I need a cup of coffee. Don't talk to me, please. Just let me let me figure out what I'm going to do today and move forward from there. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, we sure appreciate having you on here today, Sam. I think we've reached our time limit.
1: Okay. But
0: uh, we certainly enjoyed it. I know, uh, I know Paul was glad he didn't have to say much today. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, it was perfect for me. I'm a little, <laughs> little brain fried right now. But where can they reach you, Sam? Well, if people want to get in touch with you, what do you got coming up for classes? Where can they reach you?
2: Um, so they can reach us at um, at my website or my email address is S my Last Name Biondo, at B I O N D O at MaPay.com. dot
0: yeah. That's how I learned how to dispel B-I-O-N-D-O. my name right there.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the other the probably the best way is um, you can contact corporate, you can go on mape www.MaPay.com, and uh, and then click on our new website. We have a brand new website and they have they have the calendar of upcoming events on there. Um, you can log your events as you go through them and take them. And the webinars are now listed on there. The upcoming MTIs. As of right now, um, all the MTIs are kind of on hold, live MTIs are on hold. Right. Um, I'm, I'm really, I I would like to try and squeeze one in at the end of the year if somebody would be willing to attend. So that would be something I'm interested in if somebody is willing to attend. I promise we will practice social distancing and keep the classes small. But I just think we need to get, start getting back to.
0: Right. That'd be good to have like a trade association or uh, some kind of training partner. That'd be good to have something like that on there.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, my, yeah. That'd be awesome. Well, as my children roll in and out the door here and you hear beep, <laughs> beep, beep in the <laughs> background. And,
0: We're oh, used so, to thank it. Thank
1: you very much for joining us. Thank uh, you. It was, it was, a real pleasure to be able to have a conversation and uh,
0: yep, it's a, one for a long
1: time so thanks for coming thanks sonny as always yes sir sonny paul thank you so much we appreciate you as a manufacturer we
2: appreciate what you guys do out there and uh me personally you know i appreciate you too guys i look forward <laughs> to it and sonny the next time i see you in person we'll have to uh, have a uh, a cigar, and uh, you got it, man. <laughs> we'll enjoy a cigar and uh, and share war stories.
0: Sounds good to me, man. Sounds really good. All right, play yeah. us out,
2: Paul. <laughs> I see a shining. Girl, you make me how like the moon.